Hey everyone, this is Brother Wayne Clemens. I just want to thank you for tuning in with us today and being part of the worship experience here at Potter's Hope. Also, I want to tell you that there's several different venues that you'll be able to get the message in the entirety if you'd like. They're either by podcast or either going to pottershope.com where you'll also be able to listen and watch uh, for any of those times. But also, I want to encourage you to be with us in person, 8.30 Central Time at Exit 124, right there at White Mills and the Eastview Exit right off the Western Kentucky Parkway. And then also on campus, Sunday mornings here at 135 Commerce Drive uh, at 10.30. Also, our Wednesday night services at 6.33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. But anyway, God bless you. I hope this message just um, in this time of encouragement finds you doing awesome. Be encouraged and know that Jesus loves you. God bless. And when he starts speaking to me in that way, I listen. (laughs) He's given me three things that I believe that are going to be so true to the end of this. If you were here today, I'm going to say this. And many times that, that comes out of my mouth a lot. If you're here today, I want to say this is a special day. Because I think the word that God has for us is that he's going to use you in particular to see it come to pass. Now, I understand today that there may be some of you who say, I can't receive that. I want you to put every pre, pre-thought of church, religion, and everything else out your head. How many of you want to see more of these youngins and these people come to Christ? Okay. There's three things today that I want to speak to. And Eric, if you'll pull the first one up on the screen, I want to talk about the soil, the seed, and the season. When the Holy Ghost began to speak to me and he said, harvest is coming. Jenny, you and I sung a song late, early 90s called It's Harvest Time. Remember that song? We're closer now than we've ever been to that divine harvest that's coming. I want to spend more time. Somebody dropped this into my ear or dropped this into my spirit lately. Yesterday, as a matter of fact, and I think somebody else dropped it into theirs. If I'm spending more time speaking about the Antichrist than I am preaching Christ to you, then I'm off balance, and I'm going to talk about balance today. If I'm spending more time preaching about everything that is wrong instead of things that are right and how to get right, then I'm missing the mark. The soil of this church has got to change. That includes me and you. And I'm just simply, I shared this earlier in the week with some. I said this, that I believe that the very soil that is in me, that are people growing and people can, can people grow around me. And if people are not growing around you, let's take the blame off of them and let's look to us. Are people growing in this church? I'm not talking about a number growing. I'm talking about are people getting rooted and grounded? And are they going to be able to withstand the winds that are coming? As hell blows. Matthew 13. If you'd like to stand, you're welcome to. The Word of God says the same day went Jesus out of the house and he sat by the seaside. Great multitudes were gathered together unto him so that he went into a ship and he sat and the whole multitude stood on the shore. He spake many things unto them in parables which is an earthly story with a heavenly meaning, saying, Behold, a sower went forth to sow, and when he had sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside. And the fowls came and devoured them up, and some fell upon stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprung up. But because they had no deepness or they had no depth of earth or soil, and when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. And then some fell by the thorns. And the thorns sprung up and choked them. And the others fell into good ground. Somebody say good ground. Say it again. Say good ground. (laughs) Hallelujah. And brought forth fruit. 
Some, a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, and some thirtyfold. And the word says, <laughs> Hallelujah. He who hath ears to hear, let him hear. God, what power in your word. Thank you, Holy Ghost, for just saying I'm here today. And making it evident by drawing a precious youngin's heart to you. Making a confession unto you and not to a church, but unto you. And God, I just pray that that seed right there, that life that's planted now in the kingdom, would grow. But God, today, you preach this message. You preach it. Let me get out of the way, God. I do ask you, anoint these lips of clay. Do what you do. In Jesus' name. Amen. Turn to somebody and say, are you good ground? Are you good ground? So why aren't people not growing? Well, they won't do this. They won't do that. Well, if they're part of your life, I've got to ask you, are you part of their life? Larry, you told me yesterday you spent probably, I don't know, 12, 14 hours in a cab of a tractor disking dirt. Was it good dirt? You're not going to spend your time disking up ground that's not good. And God reminded me early this morning, quit trying to charge what you got to chase. Speak to those. You let me worry about how this seed falls. You just do what you've got to do today to cultivate that soil. What about the soil of this church? Is there an environment for people to grow? Is the soil, and you and I are that soil, you're 60, 70% water, which should encourage some of you. And the rest of it is basically organic type material. Adam, ruddy, rudy means that very thing, dirt. None of us are really more than dirt, but God wants to invest in good ground. And I've been hearing from Holy Ghost all week, are you really good ground? I'm like, oh, come on, Lord. And then I begin to study. And there's some things, the reason that I think that I'm so prompted by this, just like I said in John chapter 4 and verse 35, are you not saying that there's four months and then the harvest and a growing season is usually three or four months. Soybeans, corn can be three or four months. He said, you're waiting, Luke, for three or four months. He said, I'm telling you, this harvest is ready today. You're waiting for the next thing to happen, and you're waiting for this. Instead of waiting for another sign, why don't we just serve the Savior and declare today that, listen, we've got work to do. He said, I'm telling you, it's ripe right now. He said, and you know, I just began to ponder that. Two weeks I've been pondering, two or three. All of these things, Amy, and I looked at a banana, and a banana, when it gets ripe, it starts to turn. God reminded me of this. He said, there's a lot of people right in front of you that are getting ripe. Look at them. He said, they're starting to turn. God's ready for you to turn from your wicked ways and serve a holy God. And you're ripe and ready for God to do something incredible in your life. Then he said, can you not see this? We don't need another sign. We don't need that. Listen, guys, we can see. So what are we going to do about it? When I spoke before about the acceleration of the harvest, sure as there's an acceleration of culture, how things have not just changed in the past 10 years, not just the past 10 months. What about the last 10 minutes when you leave here? What's the next headline? Pastor, do you know that Israel, is it that they're in what? Yes. And my eyes, if I'm going to look at any one particular geographical place, my eyes and my heart will be towards Jerusalem. It's God's ground. How are you saying it? Because that's where Jesus is going to establish his kingdom when he comes back. Come on, somebody. Right now, we're the kingdom. In the midst of this, all of these things going on, in 10 minutes, things begin to change. Now, that, we often think, Asher, we think about seed. What seed am I going to plant? The seed is not that. Listen, it's this. It's all about the soil. It's all about what is in us. What's the message for you and I? Turn to somebody and say, I believe you're out of balance. 
the Word of God says in Proverbs 11 and verse 1 that a false balance is an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is His delight. Even though I'm talking about two different things, I'm talking about weight and measure, and here I'm talking about field, I'm talking about soil, but a false balance is an abomination to the Lord. The Word goes on to say this, that I'll get to Colossians 4 in a minute, but when you begin to think about that, you've got to think about your life. We've got so many people that are so far that way and so far this way. For any of the farmers that are in here, you know the importance of a soil test. That's what we're taking today. What do you do? What is a soil test? It's when you take a prod, you go down into the ground, and you do more than just surface. You get deep down into the ground. Why do you do that? You want to find out what's in the ground. Somebody said, well, I just need to put fertilizer on it. Can I tell you, you're putting the wrong thing on it if you don't know what's in it. Uh Uh-oh. It's when you go beyond the surface and you take that prod. I've done it. I raise hay and I've got to know. You say, man, that looks like this. That looks like that. It can look like anything. But Holy Ghost wants to get down on the inside of who you are and find out why you're out of balance. You know what it's called? pH. It's called pH. It's called a pH balance. Can you put, Eric, can you put that? I'm talking to you, Potter, so pH balance. The pH is this. pH is alkalinity and acidity. Being on a range from 0 to 14. And it can be this. If you're too acidic, you're more towards 0. If there's too much alkalinity, just stay with me. I'm not trying to bore you. I just want to get to the core of where we're going. I want to talk about what's inside of you that's keeping you from growing. And me too. And on this side, I've got alkalinity. So we've got people today that have way too much alkalinity. Then we've got people at the other end of the spectrum that have way too much acidity. Pastor, that's not scripture. Oh, yes, it is. I've got so many people today in culture that say, give me grace, but don't give me no truth. Hello. There's no balance in that. Well, God doesn't send anybody to hell. You are exactly right. But he will let you choose hell instead of heaven. Why? Because there's free will. I wish I could get somebody. Because there's free will. And so we got people that are all sloppy grace. I'm just going to live like hell. I'm going to heaven. Let me tell you what you're doing. You're not going to drag my Jesus through that mud hole you're in. My Jesus never got into the pit where I was at. But he stuck his big long arm right down into the midst of my filth and everything else. And he said, listen to me, child. You don't have to. His hand was not shortened that it could not save. You may be thinking today, I've done too much. I say that all the time. And I, I, I want to say forgive me for being so redundant. But so many people will not come to Christ because you think you've done too much. If he did it all, where does that leave you? And he'll pull you out of that. What's it take? Another praise song, another preacher? No. It takes you calling out on an almighty God and just saying, Lord, save me. I'm about to sink. Would you just save me? All grace. And so we'll let anything up on the stage that can sing. We'll let anybody behind a pulpit that'll let you leave feeling good. And we can do it, but God won't have it. He never has, and He never will. All grace. That's right, preacher, preach it out. Then you got these people over here that's all truth. And they come with that big old Bible like they bring off the coffee table they ain't even opened in 56 years. And what do they do? You need to get saved or you're going to burn in hell. That's the only word they ever got. And they try to tell you about a Bible they never bring to church. Or they, oh, hallelujah. You couldn't keep me. If you ever go in a church and they look at you like, why you got your Bible? You say, because I'm going to tell you something. I want something to back up what that preacher's saying. I wouldn't stay in a church for a minute, a second. If somebody looked at me when I opened my Bible, not a second. And all that truth 
Pastor, it ain't scripture. Yes, it is. Jesus Christ came in grace, and somebody shout truth. Let's do it better. Somebody shout grace. Somebody shout truth. It takes both. Grace is unmerited favor, which ties to mercy, which says, I know what you did wrong, and I'm going to give you a grace walk and a blood walk to me, and it's a blood-bought path that if you just... Because it was the grace that led me to the truth. And it's the truth. It's the truth that wakes me up in the night and says, you can't do it that way, Wayne. But God, I love people. He said, I love them too. But I ain't going to let them live like hell. People, I'm going to go where I get fed. Fed what? Look at your fat self. Don't take that wrong. You know why America's not hungry today? Because America's fed and God is fed up. We'll do everything we can. And I'm behind feeding America and putting food on everybody's plate. But I tell you what, I still believe the bread of life is the one. Grace and truth. Acidity, alkalinity. When you get it at prime, Mike, when you get it in the middle, I'm talking about the man in the middle. You got somebody on this side that said, hey, if you're Jesus, get us all down. You got somebody over here on the other side that said, you don't even know who you're talking to. This man ain't done a thing. We going to get what we deserve. But then that one that got in the middle, that one that made contact with the man in the middle, said this, remember me when you... What is it today? Why is it happening? Because pulpits are not preaching it and pastors. Before I go any further, I'm not sending that word to anybody else. This is coming to me. God said, I ain't doing church with you no more. I'm ready to do something brand new. You've heard me tell you that I want to build a remnant church. Well, a remnant can only be part of me. And it'll be a holy thread woven, woven in the very throne room of God that weaves together a fabric that hell cannot tear. But Potter's Hope, you got a balance issue. It ain't going to sit well with you. By the way, I'm part of this family, so I'm preaching to me too. It's the third time I think I've made reference to that. So don't you think he's doing this. We want to see everybody change, and we won't do. What am I putting in this? What am I putting in this? You're going to get, I've got scripture to prove this here in a moment. It's more seed principle than it is soil principle. But you're getting out of God exactly what you're putting into God. And you want him to answer your prayer, but we don't want to spend no time in prayer. And you know what? We, we, want, boy, we want change. We, we want this. But we don't want to communicate with God. When's the last time you just said, God, you all that? You're just everything. I said this lately. I walked through the house. I'm learning. I'm learning. Amen. I'm trying to get my soul right. She knows I'm working. God's working on me, tilling me up. I told her. I said, I ain't right. She said, I know. I'm walking through the house. I'm just mumbling. I ain't murmuring and I ain't speaking. But what I'm doing is when I walk, I say, God, you everything to me. I'm going to praise you. I'm going to thank you. And I, I want my mouth to be filled with praise. I'll have no victory over my problem until I start declaring the promises of God. Out of balance, church. Yeah, out of balance, Potter's Hope. And a false balance is an abomination to the Lord. Give me some worship. Had somebody tell me this week, worship too long. Had somebody tell me this week, preach too long. So you know what I did? I'm quitting.
said, well, go ahead. Love them. I said, you say whatever you guys say. They're like, well, I'm going to hurt them. I said, you ain't going to hurt me. Because here's what you got to understand. For any of y'all ever played real, how many of you know there's a Trump card? Not President Trump. How many of you know there's a Trump card? How many of you know there's all kinds of voices? But there's one voice that trumps all the rest of them. So can I tell you, you can tell me every... What's wrong with y'all church? Sing that old 7-Eleven. What's 7-Eleven? Same seven words 11 times. And here's what happened. Potter's hope. Let's don't talk about nobody else. Let's talk. Turn to somebody and say, he talking about us. I don't want to talk about anywhere else. I'm talking about us. And we're so out of balance. The preacher gets on her toes instead of wearing steel toes. Next week we just leave. And we blame it on praise teams and we blame it on preachers and we blame it on the one that looked at you. Can I tell you something? Listen, for all you people in here that's sour, I'm going to keep preaching until the Holy Ghost makes you happy. You ain't going to rob my joy. You ain't going to steal my joy. You ain't going to do it. I'm going to keep on doing it. I'm just going to keep on. Some of you are going to leave and say, I don't know if it's a place for me. I said, well, glory be to God. Let's pray for you a place. Let's pray. Everybody got to have my place. Stay with me. And you blame it on them. You blame it on me. You blame it on brother, sister next to you. Or somebody say, mm, you blame it on all them. When you and I don't do what we need to do. The problem is not them. It's not me. It's you. Oh, I can't take, I told y'all I'm plowing deep. I know where I'm going, Jack, because y'all going to get what I've been getting. The problem's not them. It's you. You got a balance problem. When your mouth opens and it's all about you, guess what? It can't all be about them. You don't know the way they treat me. How did they treat him? Did Jesus not say, brother, did he not say, Clay, did he not say, if the world hated you and you look like me, can you not see they're going to hate you? If you're going through life and everybody thumbs up with you, you ain't on the right road. It's you. You and I got a balance problem, and we're going to fix that. If you will allow the Holy Ghost today to fix it, He'll fix it. He says this. Somebody say, I'm the salt of the earth. Say, I am the light of the world. Jesus said that in the Beatitudes. He said, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt has lost its savor, wherewith is it any good but to be cast out and trodden under the feet of men? When you look in the Gospel of Luke, He says this. He said, you know that if... This very salt, that is, if it's not fit for the land, it's not fit for the dunghill, then it is put out to be trodden under feet of men. What's he talking about? Back in the day, Jesus is speaking with that mindset of agriculture. Then when he says, you're the salt of the earth, we go, oh, yeah, we need a little bit of that to cure us. We need a little bit to season it up. No. A little bit don't hardly work here. If you're going to change the acidity and the alkalinity, if you're going to change the balance, you've got to have salt. And not just a little bit. Uh-oh. You've got to have a lot of salt. Salt is at the very core that when you begin to look at that, it's potassium, it's phosphate, it's nitrogen, that when you are changing the ground that you are raising something in, stay with me, it will take a balance of all three. But salt can be at the core. Back when Jesus was talking and he said that everyone knew that the salt, that agricultural salt came from the Dead Sea. There's all kinds of different salt in the Dead Sea. Several different kinds. And they would take that salt, and in order for it to produce, they would put that in the ground. And that ground would begin to get its balance. That's when you get the Word in your life. When you get the Word in your life, you're starting to get balanced. That way when people come and say, well, I don't believe Jesus is the only way. I, I love Jesus. I, I go to church, but I don't believe Jesus. Out of balance. But if you're not in the Word, and the Word's not in you, you don't know whether you're being told a lie or not. And we're raising our kids to, uh-oh. I'm getting there. So what they would do, Amy, is they would get that salt. And, and what happened, they would bring that. And for those that were in the farming, they, they would put that in the soil. And it would change the, the, the levels of the soil to where it could produce, Larry. 
You're not going to change. You and I are not going to change until we get the Word of God into our life. We have no victory over hell until we can declare that I am bought by the blood. I declare the blood over my life. I believe every word in the, every comma, every period, every exclamation point. I even believe the maps at the end. I believe it all. Well, I don't know that I can put that in here. I don't know if I can put And it gets too salty. I'm out. And you'll continue to be out of balance. You'll find a balance that lets you live with somebody without being married. You'll find a balance that will suit you, but it won't suit God. Is it that real? Yes. But if you want to change the soil of who you are, Pastor, well, I can't, let me just preach to me. If you want to continue to be jealous, if you want to continue to be envious, if you want to continue to be hatred or have hatred, if you want to continue, just stay the way you are. But if you want to change, put the Word of God in your life. And let it change the pH, Potter's Hope. So what happened is this, is they bring the salt and then the merchants, the salt merchants thought what we've got to do, this is what we're dealing with today. The salt merchants that would bring the salt to the agricultural community, Jeff, they would bring it and pure salt and the right kind of salt was precious. So you know what they would do? They would mix sand in with the salt. And they couldn't tell the difference between the sand and the salt. But if the salt has lost its savor, turn to somebody and say, are you sand or are you salt? Because if you put them both on the table, you can't hardly tell the difference. The difference between the sand and the salt is salt will dissolve like the Word of God in your own life. Sand will become a pit in your stomach. It will be that very thing that brings no growth to your life. And what they would do, the merchants today behind the pulpits, bring you something that's mixed, a little bit of holy and a lot of unholy. And they'll tell you you can live this way or you can live that way. And the Word of God says you cannot mix the holy and the profane. I'm not going to tell you that I'm holy because I'm not. But I can tell you, He is. And all of our righteousness is in Him. Can somebody give God just some praise right now? That in that very thought. I got a lot of farmers in here. You know exactly what I'm talking about. And when that level's right, things begin to grow. But when the merchants come and you can't tell the difference and they tell you, hey, this is how you get out of that. Hey, this is how you do that. Can I tell you, God, most of the time, don't want to get you out. He just wants to get you through. Why? Because if he's no more than that, you'll look to him every time to get you out of a mess. And because he's there to bail you out, you'll keep doing what you're doing. If you will go through the pain of the trial... You will understand the cost of the blood of Jesus Christ. You and I both. Amy and I were going to get a divorce a lot of years ago. We're not proud to tell you. We use it as a testimony. It was evident. I use it quite often. Everything was in place. And I said, oh, God, just bring her back. Oh, God, just make it right. Do this, do that. Probably both of our prayers. Guess what? Not. Didn't go like that. God had to bring both of us through nights of tears rolling down our cheeks. And declaring, God, you didn't mess up. We messed up. And when the salt of the word gets into your life and tells you that I can change you and I can give you something brand new. Do Amy and I have the best marriage? No, it's not her fault. I've got the best wife. I just don't know that her husband's that good. Let me say this. We got a God marriage that says when you fall, we're going to get back up. That when you hit a wall, we'll push on it together. That's it. 
So God changed things. And what it is is it's balanced. And God put something together. And then we begin to grow. Not grow apart, but grow together. You raise your kids. What you raise your kids in? We raised our kids in a broken home. What? Oh, yeah. Broken parents will have a broken home. Stay with me a minute. I know the world talks about another kind of broken home. But let me tell you right now, mamas and daddies, God will never despise those of a broken and contrite spirit. When you have a brokenness within you and you sow those seeds, those tears. Come on, Amy, I see you. I see you right now. And you sow those seeds, praying for them children. And you say, God, I ain't signed up for this. I know. Tough it out. Tough it out. And it works. And you hang in there. You hang in there. Those of you right now that are having issues raising your kids, keep raising. Keep raising. Task. The Word of God says this. Are you out of balance? Colossians 4, 5, and 6. Walk in wisdom toward them that are without redeeming the time. Let your speech be always with grace. Seasoned with what? Seasoned with salt. That you may know how you ought to answer every man. You're the salt. I'm the salt. We're light. We're all of those things. And we begin to see that we need to bring this all down to, is it in me? What is it in me? What's under the surface? I'm going there. You can hide the balance from me on the outside. But your walk, if you're out of balance, your walk at some point will indicate that you're out of balance. It will. Listen to this real quick. pH is measured in pH units. I like this, Bruce. You've got to know this, the way you raise your tomatoes. But he said a scale running from 0 to 14, that's what I've talked about. We talked about alkalinity and acidity. Soils generally range from extremely acidic pH of 3 to a very alkaline pH of 10. This range is a result of many factors. I want to talk about two. This is kind of a, I want to call it a clinical definition. It's the right definition of pH. The two things that are a result of that, it really comes down to two. It says it's including a soil's parent material and the amount of yearly rainfall an area receives. So it's two things, parent material and rainfall. What is it? Rainfall and your raisin. For you kids that are here today and for those of you that are kids and you're still 40 or 50 and you're still blaming your mom and dad for everything that's wrong in your life and you're still saying this is wrong, that's wrong, is the way I was raised. If you are born again, that means you had to die and you are raised again by the power of the Holy Ghost. Can I talk to anybody? Leave them alone. You got to tell me today that the environment that you raise in, well, environment's what makes me. Then if you are in the kingdom of God, you can't tell me that that environment is toxic. You don't know. I may not know, but I know what it's like to have guns shot off over your head, guns put to people's heads, mama being beat. You don't know. I know some stuff. But guess what? I'm born again. Can somebody say hallelujah? So you can't say it anymore. But when we're talking about alkalinity and acidity, Jeff, we can talk about this. It's the parent material. I want to talk to the parents that are here today. The greatest harvest and the greatest crop that you will ever raise will be the one that is in your living room. I've said that before. In the midst of all of that, you've got to understand that it's what you put in the child. When you put negativity into the child, mama, don't look at daddy and say, why are they so negative? I can't understand why they're so negative. Oh, that makes me sick. I'm so sick of their negativity. Hello? not just what you put in them, it's what you put on them. Well, I don't want my kids to have to do nothing. That's the reason they're lazy. Put something on your child. If you don't, when they get to the burden of this world, they're going to crumb. I'm going to preach this to you. You're putting too much on them. My mother-in-law, I don't know if you're here today, mother-in-law, I love my mother-in-law. i got the greatest mother-in-law ever. 
She seen me put into my kids, and she watched me put on to my kids. And she would have to leave the room when the Bible belt come out. You're being too hard on now. Jake only got like three whoopings in his life. Somebody say, why? Was he always that good? No, he seen his older brother get enough lickings. He said, I don't want another. No, I want none of that. Listen, don't put on your child. Well, I got to put, put, put stuff on them. When they jump, I'm, a, I'm just going to preach some clothesline. They jump up from out there. Mm, supper good. Mm, no, them tell you supper good. I'm, I'm, I'm going on. I'm going to my room. Ho, 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 ho. Who ate on that plate? What do you mean who ate on that plate? I ate on Then you put your plate in the dishwasher. Watch this. Can I get an amen? Amen. She tell the biggest kid in the house that now. It's just me and Braden. You're putting too much on her. And you're raising them. I still ain't got over what Stephen Smith preached Wednesday night. Incredible message. Let's thank God for Stephen. He's preaching somewhere else today. <laughs> He said this, and man, it preached to me. He said, where are the white-haired old women preachers that used to be at every function and prepared the meals for everybody else? He said, where are those that prayed and prepared? Where are they? Potter's Hope, that's your message today. Where are you? You know one of the issues with the church today? We got too many feeders and not enough fixers. I just come be fed. Can I go back to fat self now? That's the problem with America. We don't need him. But when stimulus won't meet it, and doctors can't fix it, now who you need? Can I talk to somebody? You see what I'm saying? But now we're so fat in ourselves, And you're full, but we're full of the wrong thing. I'm telling you, man, it's got to be him. In the midst of every bit of this, put it on them kids. Raise them up with more than a chore. Jake and I, oh, we got to feed these bottle calves this morning. Dad, what? And they're like, oh. We up like at 6.50, got to feed these calves. Mother-in-law, you're putting too much on them. I say, mother-in-law, I'm fixing to lay hands on you. I wouldn't do that. I love her way too much. I mean that. She's precious. And you know what? They didn't like a bit. Did you like it? No. But guess what, Brother Shannon? We went up to Upton to sell them calves. Guess who's sitting beside me? Huh? Hey, Dad, how they going to do? I said, hush up. You still worried about feeding them. I'm the one getting a check. No, I'm just kidding. We sat there. And guess what? Them boys were there. And when other farmers seen that those kids, and those kids raised those calves. I'd feed them once a day, too. Just keep an eye on so they didn't kill them. And so, <laughs> I was afraid they'd kill them, you know, but they didn't want to. Because I could see Logan telling Jake, hey, look, if we knock one of these off, that's just one less to feed, you know. <laughs> Stay with me. There's something about it. We were sitting there, and everybody looked, and there's my boys there beside me. Farmer said, hey, did you boys raise them calves? Said, yes, sir, we did. Guess what? Our calves brought more than anybody else's calves. Can somebody shout the favor of the Lord? You know why that is? Can I tell you what? It wasn't putting too much on them. It was what I was putting in them. Yeah, you're going to get up. Yeah, you're going to do. And the thing is, in the kingdom, there's a payday, somebody coming. You may not like doing what you're doing i got to preach this out. That, that's salt. This is where I'm going with it. The thing is, some of you today, you may not like being at the job you're at. Do you know what the salt does, though? The salt changes the whole nature of the soil. And I read this lately, that, that listen, just a 5%, that the, the, the culture, you don't want to be where you're at. And how many of you, how many of you have worked with, you've worked in a tough environment before? Would you raise your hand, Dan? Keep your head down in case somebody heard. How many of y'all worked in a tough place before? It's hard. Is there anybody that hadn't? I think everybody had. You're like, man. And so what do we pray? God, move me. Or move them. God, I'm going to die. 
And you know what? There's a job comes open somewhere. And I got to pay for that job. It's Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, get some white gravy. I'd start serving them. Anyway, look here. In the, please stay with me. This is important. And here, this, this is borrowed. I got to tell you, this is borrowed, but boy, it impacted me. I can't tell you how many times that I've prayed, God, move me. And guess what? God just didn't. No, he didn't. He answered, but not, nope, you're going to stay right there. Hello, Amy. I'm going to preach where me and hers been. Stay there. Stay. And you know what they found out statistically? Jody, they found this out, that when a Christian is in a work environment, that when they are there in the work environment, guess what? The Christian doesn't change, Shan, but the people around them change. Just a 5%. That means 95% of the people can be rotten. And you can be 5% good. You know what they do? They, they're in a conversation. Oh, 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 wait a minute. I shouldn't have said that. Guess what, 5%. That's the reason you are where you are. You are the salt of the earth. But if the salt stays in the bag and never gets or makes contact with the soil, the soil never changes. How can we change America? There's your answer. You've got to come in contact with the soil. And lives are muddy. But you and I are the salt of the earth. I've looked at people before. They've come to Brother Wayne, I need help. And I've had to look at people straight in the eye and said, I don't know what to do. You have burnt every bridge. I can't tell, I don't know what to do. Wait a minute, you're pastor. There's times I don't have the answer. And I look at people with all the truth in me. And I said, let's pray because God's going to have to do something because I don't have it. But I still come in contact. Your hand, Amy. Salt comes in contact with soil. And then God will give an increase. And you're honest and you're real before God. And when that happens, that's how... Workplaces change. That's how families change. But Potter's Hope, are we out of balance? I rush in, I rush out. Spoke to somebody, that one person in my life this week. That I love them so much. And it was so real with me. And I received it because it was so true about some things. I was like, oh, it hurt me. But that's true. And I said, what happened to the day? Do you remember when we used to go to church? And we didn't care about what time we got out. Y'all, somebody right now, oh, wait a minute. You didn't care. And when there was somebody on the altar, I understand. We're going to have a next room that if you, if you need a deep prayer, that we can, we're going to send a prayer team. We can pray. We can do all of that. But what happened about the day? Many factors. Rainfall and raisin. Parent material is defined as what the soil is made up of. Clay, no offense. It could be clay. It could be acidic. It could be alkal. It can have the alkalinity. Bruce, it can have all those things. It can have a limestone base. When you go from here to Warren County, you'll see differences in soil. You'll see the way theirs is red or that it's different. Even within our county. Even within some own fields. Now you need to write this down. I want to speak to the fathers that are here. And I want to speak to the ones that are not. How are you going to do that, Pastor? You're going to tell them. <laughs> you are the most important piece to this puzzle. You. Somebody left years ago and said, That's a man's church. Call it what you want to. It's the man's church. But I'll tell you what, if I'm going to pick anybody to preach to, I'm going to preach to men. Ladies, please don't be offended. Because can I tell you something? They're the ones that miss it. Why? They neglected their responsibility when Eve was deceived. And today, the same thing. If I could put anything in the home, what would it be? Would it be an 89-inch TV? What would it be? 
I'd put the daddy back in the home. I'd put the man in the home. Statistics show it. Your child, I forget all, you've heard me preach this before. Barna Research proves that your child in prison, this much more likely. Poverty, all those things. For those of you watching online, Daddy, you are the most important thing, not the internet. Oh, my goodness. Write this down to the fathers. Many can father a child, but few will have the heart to further the child. That's Holy Ghost. You can father the child, but it takes work to further the child. I fathered him. I didn't quit there. I want to further him. Well, I guess your work is done. Nope. As long as I'm breathing, my work will not be done. Him and his wife have cleaved together as one flesh. They are wetless. It's his home. But guess what? I'm still daddy. And if he comes and he says to me, Dad, what do you think? Guess what? I ain't going to tell him so much what I think. I'm going to tell him what I know. And my heart is not just to father that child. That can happen in a second. But to further that child will take a lifetime. Where is this church failing? Where is America failing, Josh? We father, but we don't further. Why? It's work raising kids. Some of y'all are like, hallelujah. Some of y'all to come to the altar right now for all the hell you put your mom and daddy through. I'm talking about my age. He used the word hell in the right context. You need to think about that. You need to go back and thank mom and daddy. I don't, listen, if my daddy was here today, I'd still, I'd say, daddy, thank you. Thank you. Got to hurry. You can father a child, but it takes the heart to further the child. Your one night stand, another thing, your one night stand is creating an eternity with a soul that will choose between heaven and hell. It's a one night stand to you. But it's an eternity that is growing inside of a womb. If by the grace of God and the integrity and character of this nation, if it would raise up and say, Mama, keep that baby. Keep that baby. You've created an eternity with a soul that will choose between heaven and hell. Your flesh has sown it, but it will take the Holy Ghost to raise it. The issue today. What was conceived in the bedroom is not being raised in the Holy Ghost classroom. The handheld devices are getting a hard hold and a headlock on our children. Raised by those professors at higher levels of learning. That they profess, but they profess anything else other than Jesus Christ as the only way. There's plenty. That when your child goes, I will tell you, they will be tested. When they leave your home, and if you haven't put in and put on, they will crumble. When they hear the fallacies they are being spewed out of people that may have an IQ of 150 or 160, but they have no common sense. You can tell me that these people that stand with auditoriums that are full and tell me there was a big bang and everything happened. You can tell me that there's those and they stand there and say that this happened. There was an amoeba and we go from this amoeba that crawls up or comes up on a shore and poof, here we are. And that is easier to believe in a divine creator. You didn't just come from anywhere. You didn't just come from somewhere. You came from God Almighty, and you're created in His glory and in His image. Your child will be tested. And what happens? Is it 90%, Jake, between 80 and 90% of children that were raised in church will end up leaving the faith if they ever had it to begin with when they go to college? What's the problem? We raised them in church. I said it last week. We raised them in church, but we didn't raise them in Jesus, which is grace and truth. How are we going to change America? Listen. Potter's Hope, listen. This is how we change it.
We allow God to change us. And we become the 5% that changes the 95%. Oh, I feel it. There's times I've walked into rooms of darkness. I've walked into rooms where there was an oppression. I've had, listen, I've had evil spirits look at me. I've had one look at me through a police window one time and said, this ain't over. I said, oh, yes, it is. I've had them look at me. I've had them tell me. I've watched them puke in front of me when, when, when God is casting a demon out of somebody. I've seen it. I know it. There are evil spirits in this world. Wait a minute. That's, that, I don't know. That's not going to work for my child. Whether you know it or not, that's what they're being raised by, depending on what they're watching. So instead of confessors and professors of the house of God, we've got those that stand with auditoriums full preaching the filth of an intellectual but not an inspired mind through the power of the Holy Ghost. It's all about degrees, but not degrees that hang on a wall. It's about the degrees and how hot it gets in hell for those that refuse and rebuke Christianity and come against the cause of Christ. I will tell you not to judge you, but I will tell you, ye which are spiritual, judge those things that are spiritual. You can come up here in your rainbow robe and every, every, every other thing else and tell me how that there is not a difference between a male and a female. I'm thankful today that a gender reveal party happened Friday night with a baby that was in the womb and I didn't have to wait till somebody was 14 or 15. When I say that with all the grace and truth that is in me, it's because people are telling a child, your child, my child, let us have your child, and we'll raise them. Raise them to look like what? I love crying babies in church. Let's give God some praise. I love it. You may be here today and you may be saying, I'm being pulled to this side. What if I told you I had been? What if I told you these had been? What if I told you that these up here, that myself, that you know what, maybe somebody else struggled with their identity. What? Who you listen to and what you get fed and what you eat will be what you become. You need to hear me. Potter's Hope. God's doing something today. And I'll know Wednesday. Two types of soul. Galatians chapter 6, 7, and 8, please, on the screen. I'm almost done. Somebody said, I shouldn't be telling you all that. You get excited. Just as long as I can get you excited in church. Galatians 6, 7, and 8. The Word of God says, Be not deceived. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For that which a man sows, that will he also reap. This will be part of my seed. I'm talking about soil today. This will be part of my seed scriptures too. The next time we, we get back together or something. Two types of soil. The Word of God said, He that sows to the flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he that sows to the Spirit will reap life everlasting. Say flesh. Flesh. Say spirit. Two types of soil. Two types. Just two. When you sow in the flesh, you're going to reap flesh. When you say, I'm going to win this fight, boy. She She ain't winning this fight. Sow it in the flesh. But the Spirit said, a soft answer will turn away her wrath. A soft answer will turn away his wrath. But you sow to the flesh, you're going to, listen to me, Potter's Hope. You want to sow into a field? I'll guarantee you, man. This bunch up here, if they were performance-based, they'd get you into a field. But I am so thankful they fear God more than they want to please you. I'm so thankful. The Word of God says we ought rather to please man than to please God. 
I would have just sold a lie to you if you weren't listening. The Word of God says we ought rather to please God than to please man. Be careful. So, which, we show, which are we showing to? When I sow to the Spirit, I'm showing goodness, peace. There's fruit that comes forth. He that sows to the Spirit reaps life everlasting. That means this, if I reap life everlasting, how many already know you're going to live forever and you're going to live with Jesus? Why don't you just give Him some praise? You already know that. Hold on, this fiery dark coming going to kill me. Listen, if I just die here, that means I'm going to live there. I've got to tell you all right now, you get a hold of that, you're already living in the Spirit. What's it going to take? Sowing the seed is so minuscule to the cultivating of the soil. The soil is the seedbed of your home ready for the child, making the home ready for your child. You and I are the soil that children are being planted in and raised in. Potter's Hope, it's no different than here at church. I love Josh and Jenna, but if they were fluke and fake, they would not be leading your children. And you have my word that if I catch them doing anything wrong, I'll tell you. Excuse me, I'll tell God. It's the same way with me. We hold each other accountable. We lead these kids and we nurture them in nurture and admonition of the Holy Ghost. Amen, somebody. That's what we've got to have. In closing, Hosea 10, 12, please. Asher, this is for you because you figured it out. I didn't come here today waiting for you to grow me. I come today to grow you. Does that mean I don't need to grow? No, because what's going to happen? All of us going to grow together. Hang on to this one, Courtney. It's important for you. Sow to yourselves in righteousness. How do I grow? Sow to yourself. The Word of God says, sow to yourself in righteousness, reap in mercy. This is key. Break up your fallow ground. It's time, church, to seek the Lord. Till he come and rains righteousness upon you. What an outline. That would take another hour. Sow to yourself. It's not just a good book. It's not just a good word. It's the right word and it's the greatest book of all time. Sow to yourself in righteousness. What am I going to reap? I'm going to reap mercy. When you read this, you're going to see it's time to seek the Lord. People are fighting over junk. Instead of fighting for Jesus. By the way, Hope Christian Academy had their awards night the other night. And to see them kids pledge allegiance to the flag, the Christian flag, and to pledge allegiance to God's holy word. We're raising them up. Raising champions. I'm so thankful for those that are taking part in that. What's it going to take? Shannon, you know what fallow ground is? Fallow ground that's not fallow ground is ground that's not been tilled in a long time. Fallow ground that's not been fooled with, messed with, it'll become hard. It'll become tough on top. Fallow ground, listen, it has potential. And every one of us in this place have potential. I'm talking about incredible potential if you're Christians. Say, God, what am I not getting? He told, listen, boy, I feel like straight from him. He said, Wayne, I'm getting ready to come. I'm not going to scratch the surface. I'm going to, I'm going to dig deep. And I'm going to cultivate Potter's Hope in such a way that it's not going to scratch the surface. There's going to be a furrow that my seeds are going to fall in. And I'm going to bring life. Expect rocks when we go deep. Expect for hard things to come out of people's life. Expect for me to get deeper in them. Why? Because deep calls unto the deep. Say, God, what about those rocks? They seem like they have no purpose. He said, tell them to pick up the rocks they till out and that come out and tell them to throw them at the giant that's been teasing them and kill the giant. The giants of doubt. But you have got... What am I talking about? I'm talking about more than just scratching the surface on Sunday. Not gonna hurt you. Damn it. Ooh. I'm not talking about just scratching the surface on Sunday. That's all you're getting. 
I'm talking about letting Holy Ghost come to where you are at the core of your soul. And there's something we do, Shannon, when we really want that ground air out, we subsoil it, don't we? And when you subsoil it, you go deeper than common. And you're allowing that ground to get down to the core. I'm talking about the core of every hurt, every sin that you've got. Potter's hope, we're out of balance. You're okay if we scratch the surface. But you don't want nobody to, I've seen it too many times. And when you yield to God, when we do this, Nancy, we can expect for things to come to the surface. But when it does, you don't have to bring that to me. You take that to God. Hey, everybody, just wanted to thank you once again for being with us here in our worship service today and taking the time out, which I know is so valuable to you. God bless you and be encouraged. And remember, Jesus is King.